Welcome back to the Wrestling Groupie Podcast. This is your host, Mike, here to talk about NXT. This is episode 13, and NXT didn't advertise their main event. Hmm, I wonder what. Alright, so, I don't know why. NXT, they... They advertise stuff all the time. They advertise their main events. But this was a huge main event and it wasn't advertised. And if it was, if I'm wrong, somebody let me know. But I didn't I had no idea until the show was starting. Which you already got people locked into. There's people like me that watch AEW and NXT not everybody has a chance to do it or willing to do it like I did and watch both shows at the same time don't ask me and that that alone was and it's crazy I still had a good time watching both shows even though I watched them at the same time but this why would you advertise this main event Charlotte Flair taking on Bianca Belair Maybe I'm not advertising it. Maybe, maybe that wasn't advertised for a main event. Because that could have been a match at the Elimination Chamber. That's probably why. Because you know you messed up. But they wanted something big. That could be... Honestly, now that I'm sitting here talking about it, thinking about it. Is that what it was? Kenny Omega and Pac Ironman match, they knew that that was going to be a high quality H2O main event. And so they decided to throw a big main event in there at the last minute. But it wasn't advertised. And I guarantee you that's going to come that's going to come back to bite them in the ass that they put on that match, but they didn't advertise it. Uh, but this wasn't that part of NXT. That's that's just you know a miss on their part. Uh, they don't want to say it, but I know it. Everybody knows it that they are in a war right now with AEW on Wednesday nights. Both shows are putting on high quality matches, but I watch both shows at the same time. I watch NXT on a smaller screen. And NXT, for me, won the battle. And this is why. Because AEW, I mean, AEW had a match of the year quality. They had a match that was better than better than anything that happened on NXT. That was their main event, which is actually what started their, kicked off their show. But NXT, this is where I feel like they win. This show starts off with Dominic Dajakovic and uh, Cameron Grimes. And this match was much better than I thought it was going to be. And it had an amazing pace, had a lot of energy, a lot of momentum. And check this out. That momentum flowed through the rest of the show. The rest of the show was on high, just like the show started. And that's why I feel that NXT beat AEW because AEW started on high, and then the and then it just went down. 
it went down all the way. I mean, it wasn't a bad show. Don't get me wrong. AW was not bad. But NXT found that pace, the pace that they know that they can hit, and everybody delivered at that pace, that level, that momentum through the rest of the show. So started off with Dajakovic and Cameron Grimes. They went out there and tore the house down. Cameron Grimes went out there, chopped down Dajakovic to his size, and these guys went to war. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dajakovic, he's tall, he's lanky, he has a extremely uncomfortably weird deep voice, uh, but at the same time, he's not the only guy that has a, that type of voice either. But the, that dude is willing to do anything to win. Uh, those flips over the top ropes, everything that Dajakovic does, he does with a lot of intensity. And those strikes, when they land, that clap, man. Uh, yeah, Cameron Grimes took control, had Dajakovic in trouble uh, up until Dajakovic was able to hit a cyclone boot out of nowhere. But... And then, uh, then he tossed the camera grounds around for a little bit. But, uh, yeah, man, this whole match was really great. Uh, then they end up on the outside. Uh, Dajakovic hurt his knee, you know, doing a, uh, doing a, uh, a flip to the outside. He hurt his knee, uh, which looked real. Could have also, you know, could have been a work. It looked real. But, uh, I hated to see that. And, you know, the ref is counting by the count and uh, Dajakovic made it in by the count at nine. Uh, but at one point, close to the end of this match here, uh, Damian Priest comes down and just knocks the feet from under uh, Dajakovic, which is why he got in at nine. And at the moment he came in, uh, immediate, immediate cave in. From Cameron Grimes. That move is mage. Now there's one other person that used to use that move. But it was never a finisher. And that was Kofi. The first time I seen Kofi just. Leap from the ground. Straight to a dude's chest. And stomp him down. I popped. And I popped just as big. When I see Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes, Cameron Grimes use it. As a finisher. It's, it's a hell of a finisher. That you can do to anybody. And it comes out of nowhere sometimes. And this was one of those times where it came out of nowhere. And Dajakovic really needed this win. And so did Cameron Grimes. But Dajakovic lost because of interference. And I'll say it again. I'll mention this on another show. That's why Aleister Black should have lost to Eric Rowan. Because there's no shame and losing when you've been, you know, when somebody's, you know, when another competitor has has interfered with your match in some type of way. Dajakovic didn't look like a loser. Dajakovic didn't lose any star power from this loss. But it did help out Cameron Grimes. Alistair Black and Eric Roy could have went the same way. It would have had a different finish, but it, but the momentum would have been the same 
for both competitors instead of Eric Rowan uh, in, as we like to say in wrestling terms, being buried. Uh, but that leads right into a Finn Balor. Uh, Finn Balor's going to come out to the ring. He's going to brag about what he's done, and he's done a lot. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm a big fan of Finn Balor. He comes out bragging about what he's done, and Income Imperium. Uh, and they come on behalf of their UK uh, champion, Walter. Put a beat down on Finn and let Finn know, hey, Walter is after you next. Uh, I hope they put that title up on the line. But I am ready, already right now, to watch Finn Balor and Walter. Walter is a big dude, but Walter is surprisingly athletic. And I'm looking forward to a chop from Walter. Walter's chops are one of a kind. When he, when he chopped uh he chopped Adam Cole about a month or so ago, month and a half maybe, when he chopped Adam Cole and turned him inside out, dude, he's that's what Walter is known for. Okay, that's what Walter is known for. That's one thing that made him stand out on the Indies and help and help him get here. Is that chop. And he's starting to lay it in a little bit more than he did when he first came in. He came in and showed that he can do other stuff besides chop. Great. But I want to see the chops. And especially on a little dude like Finn Balor, that's I mean, overall that match is gonna be mage. Because Finn Balor is not a loser. But neither is Walter. So there you go. That's what I want. A match I can't call. Uh, but then we're going to get Zia Lee and Mia Yim. And like I say, these are not women that are in the title picture right now. But the momentum that they, I mean, this entire match, man, they just put on, I mean, from the beginning, it was high. Momentum was high from the beginning. Uh, and Mia Yim was actually Zaylee's first match on and on NXT, and she lost to Mia Yim. You know what I mean? So for them to come back around to this, you know, a year later, real nice. You know what I mean? And so uh, I was, and so I liked it. Uh, Mia Yim, Zaylee, they went out there, they tore the house down. Uh. And right when it looks like Mia Yim is about to win, uh, in comes Dakota Kai and uh, her new friend, Gonzalez. Uh, Gonzalez is a big woman from Texas. Uh, she's She looks like she's from Texas because everything is bigger in Texas. So she was definitely made in Texas. This is a big woman, tall Looking strong, she went out there and just first off, Dakota Kai's entry uh, distracted Mia Yim enough enough to where she can get rolled up, so Zaylee gets the win over Mia Yim. Uh, but Gonzalez came down and beat the hell out of Mia Yim. Came down there and just, I mean, she beat that woman bad. I wanted to help her, <laughs> you know what I mean, but I couldn't. And Zia Lee, Zia Lee, you know, trying to be uh, a uh, stand-up member of society was like, you know what, 
that's not right. I don't like lilies. And uh, she went to help medium, and she got that work too. Uh, so Gonzalez comes down there, come down, and just looks dominant over both of these women. Uh, see, I'm looking forward to see where that takes her in the women's division uh, on NXT because this is a deep women's division, the best women's division on any brand. And now they now she's getting a little bit of a push to try to get to the top. And let's see how close to the top she actually gets. Uh, the top of NXT, that title picture, you, you gotta be, you gotta, she's gonna have to push past where she is right now to, uh, to get in that title picture, to get that top, and to actually be at the top. To get to the top, to get to the top of the NXT women's division is, yeah, even the men's division, even to try to get to the to that North American Championship. Anywhere, if you want to get gold in NXT, you have to, I said this years ago, long before I started this show, you have to be a killer. You got to be willing to put your life on the line and you got to be willing to take a life to win to win a title in NXT. That's what it takes to win a title in NXT. Uh, right after that, uh, Dream is going to challenge Roger Strong to a cage match next week. Uh, the, hey, why not? The cage is going to be there for Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. You might as well try to use it. Use it as much as you can. So next week we get two cage matches. Uh, and that's kind of a WWE thing too. If Whatever the men get, the women get. Whatever the men get, the women get. Uh, you know, try to keep everything even. Uh, but definitely we get the Dream is going to challenge Roger Strong to a cage match. Of course, we know Roddy's not backing down from anything, especially when uh, Dream is wearing pants with his wife's face on the front and the back. Come on, bruh. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but next is a, another surprisingly good match. Surprisingly good, Tommaso Ciampa and Austin Theory, and Austin Theory came to work. He had another little Austin Theory had another little video package earlier to say he can go all day, and goddamn it, that boy can go all day. He's 22 years. He's only 22, and think about it. He's as good as he is at this age. The boy has a lot of resilience. Uh, Austin Theory. And the messed up part is he's only going to get better. He's only 22. At 22, like Sammy Guevara at 23, I imagine both of these dudes going between both shows. I imagine me between both companies. Uh, Austin Theory, I see that dude. He's He deserves, he's going to get a championship from somewhere, some type of way. His resilience is insane. He pushed Champa much farther than I expected Champa to be pushed in this match. Last week, Champa just really embarrassed Austin Theory, uh, but that was okay after you saw this match because after you saw this match last week doesn't matter. He Austin Theory went out there and made you forget about last week. He made you think about focus on right here, right now, and what a match. 
Now he did lose to Tommaso Ciampa, but he should. It's hard to see a 22-year-old come out there and meet someone, someone that's like a someone of like a veteran, basically, in Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, and of course, at the end of this match, Jerry Gargano is on his heel shit, and he came out there and you know pretty much, uh, pretty much just beat up on Tommaso Ciampa. But Tommaso Ciampa had just went through a very long, very hard hitting, very good. Very, very, very good wrestling match with Austin Theory. Uh, then, of course, we're going to get a... That's going to lead us right into a Undisputed Era uh, backstage promo. Basically, they're just saying we're going to get all that go back. Basically, they're just letting everybody know nobody's going to take that title away from Adam Cole. Uh, I, and I, I can't think of who it would be right now. Who is a legitimate competitor enough to take that title away from Adam Cole right now? And the answer is nobody. <laughs> so right now, Adam Cole's holding on to that title. Uh, and he's challenging anybody else to step it up and try to take it. But either way it goes, he's basically, this is basically, we're going we're gonna to get all our gold back. So look forward to seeing them try to put the gold back around uh, the waste of the undisputed era. Uh, the next is another. I mean, another big, another big high quality match. I don't know how they keep doing it, how they can maintain this pace on the show. But Bronson Reed and Killian Dane, two big dudes, uh, fat dudes is a better description went out there and kept the momentum going with just two big dudes slapping meat in the words of Big E. Uh, I mean, at one point, Killian Dane jumps off the, you know, the middle rope and with a leg drop to Reed as Reed is hanging over the ropes. Little guy stuff. But these dudes, I mean, that ring had to be enforced. This, I mean, this is one of those matches that, I mean, you hope the ring is big enough and you hope the ring is strong enough for the impact that they're bringing to each other. Uh, surprisingly good match. Killian Dane did get the win, which he truly needs a win. I was looking at this match like, man, he doesn't need another loss. And he didn't get one, which is good. Which is okay. Bronson Reed is still a young kid. Like Austin Theory, he's coming up. It's okay if he loses right now to someone like Killian Day. Uh, but then that's going to take us to another match between uh, the Forgotten Sons and Grizzly Young Veterans. Like I say, Grizzly Young, the Grizzly Young Veterans are going to be here for a while. Uh, so glad to see them here. And the Forgotten Sons, the Forgotten Sons actually weren't faces in this match. Uh, everybody knows that they are not faces. They are heels. Uh, but they haven't been getting anything done. They're not very threatening heels. But so this match, they decided to come out and work faces and try to work his faces. And it worked, I guess, as them being faces. They did get cheered. But it was more of a USA chance, not, which is just cheap cheers. It's just cheap, honestly. It's not cheers because, you know, 
there was a good story being told. It's just cheers because you know it's it's the it's the lazy amount it's it's the laziest way to get someone cheered, but it worked. Uh, but the young vet, of course, the grizzly young veterans win. They're not going to lose anytime soon. Uh, but surprisingly, a really good match. You know what I mean? Uh, probably one of the better matches that the Forgotten Sons have actually put on. And I'm looking forward to seeing Justin Riker actually get in a match and have a full blown match. But no luck with that so far. Oh, look, it is where, where I am right now. It is 10 a.m. And they're about to stir, about to start the uh, kickoff show for Super Showdown. All right. Just thought I'd throw that in there in case you heard my phone vibrate, which you probably did. Uh, then it's going to take us to our, our unadvertised High-quality H2O should have been on pay-per-view main event. Charlotte Flair, the queen of Charlotte Flair, the... I mean the queen of Charlotte Flair. The queen Charlotte Flair, the genetically superior Charlotte Flair has come back home to NXT to take on uh, Bianca Belair. And right in the beginning, the NXT crowd is savage. They, uh, don't get me wrong, it was funny. They, uh, Charlotte Flair gets a you don't go here chant. Uh, and it was extremely funny. But it's sad to see that the NXT crowd has turned on Charlotte. She, she might not go there, but she built there. If it wasn't for Charlotte Flair and Paige and Sasha Banks and, you know, Bailey, that division wouldn't be no, nowhere near what it is. Without those women, they wouldn't have had somebody, somebody that can pass pass the uh, pass that title on to Oscar, like they did. And uh, we're just gonna let that ride, man. You know, we're just gonna let that ride. Uh, but yeah, you get a ch- you don't go here, chant. Uh, for uh for Charlotte. But this match was good. Everything you wanted it to be, everything I wanted it to be anyway. Uh I I enjoyed this match. I enjoyed everything about it. Uh definitely a good main event. Uh but uh, check this out. I was I looked at the clock at this main event to see how much time they had. During the entrances there was only 10 minutes. Jesus Christ. During the entrances, there was only 10 minutes left in the show. But yeah, sorry about that run in. That was my chihuahua. But, uh, that, yeah, so I looked at the clock. These women had about 10 minutes to go during the entrances before the show ended. Uh, so, honestly, we didn't get what we should have got from this match. Uh, but hopefully they find a way to redo it, make amends for it. Uh, Charlotte Flair did get the win after a spear and a natural selection uh, to Bianca Belair. That's two big losses in a row for Bianca Belair. But this is the messed up part. Like I said, they only had 10 minutes from entrances. Uh, 
at the end of this match, Charlotte Flair is putting Bianca Belair in the figure eight. And Bianca Belair is, of course, going crazy because that does like one of the most painful finishers, one of the most painful submissions in all of wrestling. But either way it goes, uh, Charlotte Flair is doing that. And Rhea Ripley is coming out, which she's actually doing her full stomp and everything. You would think she would forget the stomp at this point, but she doesn't forget the stomp. She hits the, she does her stomp doing her entrance and then runs down to the ring and the TV cuts off. That's the end of it. They ran out of time. And that's messed up considering there was another WWE show right behind this, but they had to cut it off. That sucks. So I'm going to hopefully see that if the ending of the rest of that is on the network. But then that's not, they're not going to put that up for two days. But that's how it ended. The show ran out of time. And this show is also out of time. So everyone, take it easy. Stay mage. Uh, and look for these unadvertised main events. These super mage, unadvertised main events that could happen at any point in time on NXT. So, thanks guys for sticking in there. I will talk to you later. Stay mage. Take it easy, man.